This is Too Close to Call. I'm David Katniss, and with us today is Mickey Kaus, the journalist pundit, writer of The Kaus Files, also podcast host. And of the Parrot I... Room. <laughs> Sorry. I, in... I invited Mickey on because he took to Twitter, as we all do, to respond to one of my recent substacks to threaten to unsubscribe i believe no based on a description yes no 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 i'd never do that (laughs) you you said um should i unsubscribe to dave gatney's podcast after i uh described nancy mace who is a congresswoman from the low country in south carolina as increasingly compelling right well well, that was a grievous sin i mean i i'm I, I bet it is a joke, but yeah. uh, what Nancy Mace had done is a is a move. I, I'm very involved in the immigration issue and right. uh, on the on the side of enforcement first do enforcement and then we can have an amnesty down the road. Uh, you learn to recognize the sides of an incipient sellout. And, you know, Nancy Mace did that. You know, she knew is she what's happening in, in immigration is the House is trying to pass a security enforcement only bill. Then obviously it goes to the Senate where they're not going to buy that. They're going to try to add on an amnesty. That's fine. Everybody knows that. So Nancy Mace knew that if she went on TV and said, you know, this enforcement only bill will never pass the Senate, she'd get a lot of press because the press is basically pro-amnesty. And this was a sign that's to to donors also that she was receptive to amnesty. There, the only way to, to explain it is either she's an idiot or... She wants to weaken the House Republican position, which is to pass a strong enforcement bill, then go in and negotiations with the Senate and, and get what you can. Okay? She was undermining that position uh, by, by basically withholding her support for the House bill and saying, of course, we're going to have to add an amnesty. Donors love it. This is, a, this is a woman who has, what would the Club of Rome do, plastered on the walls of her congressional office, okay? Or the Club for Growth, the Club for Growth. Not the club of Rome, uh, and and that's that's the, the, all the, the signs club. are there. Different club, yeah, different club. All the signs are there that she is going to be a uh, you know a uh, weak read in the fight against amnesty. Yeah, so I honestly described her in this way for totally different reasons. As a reporter, I just find her interesting that she faced down Trump, that she's sort of funny. Like I hadn't looked into her immigration position. I know that you are you know, right. in the weeds on immigration. And I want to get to that. But but for, but on Mace, I just find that she's a compelling character to cover as a reporter. But then I did go back and look. I tried to do a dive on her immigration position. And I noticed in 2022 and during her primary, where I, I think, you know, she was challenged by Trump. Trump right. propped up a primary challenger against her. And she did run an ad during the primary campaign that declared enough is enough finish the wall, secure our border once and for all. And then fast forward, she wins the primary. She faces down Trump. She wins the general. And now she's doing interviews saying, warning against Republicans to what you just pointed out correctly, against passing a standalone bill to secure the border, and I and that did strike me as hypocritical, but also not surprisingly just political. She had to get through a primary. 
She played to the base. The, the border's an issue for the base. She got through the primary. Now she's sort of a more centrist, but she also has a point in that. And she says, look, it'll never get through the Senate. So but everybody we, knows that. Say we do. So, so then what's the point? So, so why, why give her rain down on her when she's just being practical and I think realistic and saying, even if we get it through the house, let's say if we she, get it through the house, because every, every, everybody knows that it's not going to get through the Senate unscathed without a bunch of, uh, you know, amnesty for dreamers or amnesty for somebody tacked onto it. Chip Roy knows that he's the guy who's put together the bill. Uh, you know, he, he, he she's, go, she gets, she, she has the reputation of, of uh, you know, anybody, she'll do anything to get a TV spot. She goes on MSNBC. She says liberal things. She goes on Fox. She says conservative things. She's for Trump. She's against so you, Trump. So you think she's uh, a false. This was obviously, a, well, I think she's a, a young politician desperate to uh, get publicity to further her career and, and ensure her reelection. Uh, and she's a little unprincipled in the way she goes about it. She's not a good soldier. That's for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, she'll she'll uh, she tells the Republican base one thing and then she tells the donors another thing when she gets in office. The base has learned to recognize these people. They are not committed, uh, you know, uh, populists uh, and they're not good congressmen. They're like Tom Tillis. They'll you know, I'm sure Tom Tillis says pro pro wall, pro enforcement things when he runs in the primary. And then he comes to the, the Senate and he uh, tries to craft a uh, an amnesty deal with Kirsten Sinema. Uh, that's but, um, we've learned to recognize these people. But you've even acknowledged, I believe, in 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 reading your your previous writings and listening to you on previous podcasts, that it, it's going to take a bigger deal, right, to get to well, any immigration agreement. Like you are, I know you are a a, a hardliner on on secure securing the border first. But you have you have acknowledged that like there will probably have to be a deal in order to get that right, like the the amnesty well, the, or the dreamers. There'll be some. They'll probably in, in the current Congress. There'll probably have to be some deal if you want it. But uh, you know, some deals are not worth the price. I mean, the way to solve the border crisis, every is sort of obvious to everybody, is you do all the enforcement things, okay? Then you wait a few years because the left is going to attack them in the courts, especially get judges to throw them out. And then if they hold up, then you can have an amnesty. OK, instead, what 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 people want to do is put put the amnesty with the enforcement together in one bill. Well, the amnesty will take instant effect. The, the enforcement part will be knocked out by the courts. So we'll end up with the same thing we got in 1986, which is the amnesty stands. And there's no enforcement, so the amnesty attracts more illegals coming why, to wait for, for the next amnesty, and it's a disaster. Why, so, will border, uh, why do you think a border will be struck down? Why will that inherently well, because, be struck down by a court? Well, well, because there's a bunch of liberal judges and the and the ACLU, and, and they know how to, uh, you know, they know which judges to appeal to. It's possible with the more conservative Supreme Court that that eventually it'll be unstruck down, but it's impossible to stop. All of it. I mean, the, in 1986, they, they cut exactly this deal. They said, we're going to have workplace enforcement, no more illegals, they can't get jobs, and we'll amnesty everybody. Okay, there were like 3 million people amnestied. Okay, the, the enforcement parts never happened. The amnesty happened, and we got 11 million more illegals, and now we're talking about amnestying them. Okay, we don't want to repeat that. Okay, that's, that's the issue. I should have done this a little earlier, but explain yourself politically. 
because you've been around for a long time. I know you're steep in this issue, but for some of my listeners and viewers, they may not know maybe your evolution and maybe your 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 worldview on why immigration is so important to you and and why you are a border secure first sure uh, practitioner. Sure. Um I'm a Democrat. I I I you look at the income trends of the last 30 years, the people who have been screwed the most are unskilled workers at, you know, at the bottom of the labor market. Uh, this is the famous white working class that Trump has appealed to. They were ignored by people like me in the late 20th century who said, oh, well, let the markets reign. They can move to new jobs. They can get retrained. We can compensate them. They're the losers in world trade. We can compensate. None of that ever happened. Uh, instead, they they saw their relative incomes plummet in, in respect to the rest of the population. And they were in danger of dropping out of society. I want an equal society where everybody can at least earn enough to live a life of dignity. And that's hard at the bottom right now. And there are a couple of things that, that threaten these people. One is trade. Obviously, if you can get things produced cheaply in China, those people, their wages are going to go down. And the other is immigration. Because if you have new people flooding the labor market who employers want to hire, hungry uh, you know, people from the third world uh, who are very hard workers, they're going to work for less and it's going to be harder for Americans to earn an income. I don't think it's a huge factor. I think it's about a 10% impact on wages, but it is worse at the bottom of the labor market. So if you're an, a, a high school dropout minority in the inner city, it's going to be a lot more than 10% decline if you're competing against uh, competing against illegals. And um, it's the one we have the, the easiest leverage over. In other words, it's it's the it's very hard to stop trade. It's like turning around a battleship. We're trying to do it. I applaud Biden for trying to do it. Uh, and uh, but immigration, we could do very quickly. We've seen the, the in the past few years, the labor market tightened. You know, Trump basically held the lid on immigration. He didn't lower it, but he held the lid and the, the, the labor market tightened and wages rose. I want to keep that going. And the way to keep that going is to stop the labor market from being flooded by these two million people that Biden is letting in. So then how do you explain? I, I read this in the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They said by 2025, America could end up needing one million more engineers and STEM professionals. That's science tech professionals than we produce at home. So how do we fill that void? engineering void don't we have to have that pump line of of high skilled immigrants well first the there's country? a difference well first is that there's been high skilled immigrants and low skilled immigrants we're not sure. going to have a shortage of low skilled we're not going to have a shortage of low skilled workers uh you know robots and technology are going to put more and more low skilled workers out of a job so we're going to have a surplus of low skilled workers why do we need more immigrants to lower their wages even further in the high skilled sector uh, you know, employers are specialized in coming up with these studies uh, that show, you know, we estimate that they need 1.8 million new, you know, high tech workers. That, they, they are, you know, financed by, uh, you know, the high tech companies that want cheap labor. And right now, the high tech companies are laying off workers. OK, they're, they're not so you they're don't hiring buy workers. It. You don't buy it that we're, we're going to have I don't, a I don't buy it. And, you know, if if if, if we did, need, if there was, you know, when employers say there's a labor shortage, that usually means. There's a shortage of workers for low, lower wages and, uh, you know, than when we want to pay, they would like to have they, they would 
not be happy paying the higher wages that attracting new workers would require. If we have a shortage of domestic skill STEM workers, let's educate some more STEM workers. Let's produce more Americans. If, you know, if, if there really is a shortage and Google is shutting down because it can't find enough tech workers to write code, which I don't think is going to happen, uh, then sure, you could let in some more people on a temporary basis or even a permanent basis. But we're nowhere near that yet. We're going in the opposite direction that Google workers are being thrown out of their jobs. But your position is security first on the southern border. And that means wall. Right. Go wall, right? It means E-Verify, which is it sure. means a wall. It means but E-Verify. Wall which is- first, right? Well, the, I think the wall is very important. And for some reason, it's become a symbolic issue. which it shouldn't be. It's the obvious first step you have to take if you want to secure the border. But then people are coming to the wall and surrendering voluntarily and claiming asylum. That's how they're getting in now. You have to fix that. So how do you, okay, because a lot of Democrats go to that point when when I press them on why not a wall, they say it doesn't work. It's actually not effective. I think it is. I think it is effective. We don't know how many people are sneaking in without being detected. Uh, we know that there are a lot of people who they detect but don't catch the so-called gotaways. There are three hundred thousand of them a year or something. Uh, but we, but we don't know who they who who sneaks in without them even detecting them. So a wall helps stop that. They they if every time they put up the wall, the people try to sneak in somewhere else. That shows the wall is at least a partial deterrent. Uh, and um, uh, Biden is starting to build parts of the wall because the border patrol has convinced him it's necessary. So the wall is shouldn't be. This this totemic insult, you know, to to uh, the world. It's, really, it's Biden is building the wall. Do. He's building their four, 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 four or five. I think four sections where he's finishing the gaps in the wall that Trump built. You know, he Trump had to stop construction instantly. Yeah. That left some holes. Biden is plugging those holes. Uh, he's doing it very slowly, think, but he's he's trying. Yeah, I don't he's think trying to plug. Aware it. of that, I don't hear a about, lot of that. That Biden is building the wall. You don't well, hear a lot he's, about that. Yeah, you don't. He's they don't publicize it. He's he's doing it very slowly. They have, you know, they have. You can see they've laid the foundations. They haven't built the, but the, but something is happening there. It's it's not it's not a vast miles. I mean, it's a, you know, two thousand mile border, so it's only a few miles. But he is recognizing that it's better to plug the gaps than not to plug the gaps. You need some reform of the asylum laws where people don't get into the country awaiting their trial, which never happens. And even if they're found that they don't qualify for asylum, they never leave. That's the current system. We have to fix that. Uh, we need a we need a system that prevents employers from hiring uh, unauthorized people, and that's the E-Verify system. It's not perfect, but half employers use it. It's good enough. That's Ron DeSantis is championing that now in Florida, and uh, and we need something to stop people from coming on visa tourist visas and just staying. Is so DeSantis that's, that's a, is is DeSantis Ron DeSantis better on the border and immigration than Trump? Yes, for a couple of reasons. One, he will vo- he, he, he will voluntarily say, I'm worried about legal immigration as well as illegal immigration. If you're worried about the effect on the labor market, a legal immigrant has just as much effect as an illegal immigrant. I mean, they're a little, they're not as docile. You can't, you know, trap them in indentured servitude and threaten to, threaten to report them to the to the government if they don't do what you want, but they're, 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 they're greater supply in the labor market, they lower wages. DeSantis recognizes that. He, he, he's very strong on that. Uh, he's strong on the wall and he, he doesn't, you know, Trump every now and then 
if you remember halfway through his term, he started giving speeches saying, and we need more legal immigrants. Okay. I mean, he, he's, he listens to his employer buddies. And, uh, and, and yeah. so he was a little shaky on that. And every now and then he sort of talked about how we're going to have an amnesty and the dreamers, we're going to help the dreamers. DeSantis has none of that. At least he has none of that now. So uh, I, I, yes, I do think he's stronger on the border. Keep in mind, Trump had four years to build the wall. He didn't do it. Okay. I think DeSantis knows how to wield power more effectively than Trump. If he says he's going to do the wall, it'll get built. But do you think DeSantis would actually cap or be successful in capping legal immigration? Because you say that's a piece of well, it, legal right? immigration is tech. Yeah, legal immigration is technically capped now. But I, I mean, mean further, we let in uh, what you, is what you're saying, right? It needs. To I don't capped. know if he's. I I don't know that he would lower the cap more than it is now. Okay. I think he would enforce the caps that exist now and not let in two million extra illegals at the southern border on this fake asylum routine the way Biden is. Keep in mind, we let in one million legal immigrants every year. About another 0.8 million people on temporary visas. And Biden has let in 2 million people who just walk across the border, claim asylum. And it's, you know, it's never heard and they're waiting for their court dates. But meanwhile, they're here and working. So, and they'll never leave. So that's the magnitude of the breach Biden has. I think the Senate will eliminate that and get us back to what the legal limits are. Then we can have a debate. I don't know which side will be on about increasing or decreasing the legal limit. Illegal. But first you need, yeah, but first you need control. And DeSantis seems like a guy who will want control. And it depends on what Congress he has. I mean, obviously. Sure, sure. But it seems like no matter what, we're going to have a very divided Congress for the future. I mean, we have a four or five seat majority in the House that's going to flip. Even if it flips to Democrats, it'll be very closely divided. The Senate's going to be closely divided forever. Even no matter who, even if the Republicans take it back, they're going to take it back by two seats. So you're going to I feel like you get back to that compromise, the big overarching. I know you, you mentioned Tillis. I guess you don't like the ten, Tillis cinema deal, but like it it just seems like it's never going to happen I, unless the big deal comes together where you get buy in well, from both parties. It, it, it all it all the big the really big deal, like the one, the comprehensive immigration reform that would amnesty all 11 million. There was basically a fraud because the enforcement provisions were very porous. Uh, the um. That's probably not going to happen unless there's a big swing one way or the other. Right. I mean, it is possible. It, you know, it is possible to cut a deal, and Trump almost cut one. <laughs> Excuse me. Where you you have a small amnesty, like for a, a group of dreamers. The dreamers are the most appealing illegal constituency because right. in children. theory, in theory, they came here as children. In fact, it's they might have come here at age sixteen under orders from their gang, but. They, if you if you could narrow it down to the people who came here when they were very young, and 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 have some enforcement provisions, uh, I I think that would go through. Uh, Trump, you know, the 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 pro immigration forces never put up enough there to uh, let the people on the other side say, okay, we'll amnesty the dreamers. But there is some sort of combination of a small amnesty and bigger enforcement that I think would get through. Uh, it's just the, um, from my point of view, the uh, the the left, the the pro-immigration people have been ha- haven't realized in what a deep hole they are and would w- won't come up with the uh, the goods, as it were.
Okay, I want to round this out with another South Carolinian who is in the presidential race, Nikki Haley, who I went back and did some research on. She did implement E-Verify in South Carolina as governor, which imposes penalties on employers that hire migrants here illegally. But but do you do you not like Haley's record on immigration? You just don't, I don't trust I, her. I don't trust her. I didn't know that about her. That's a very interesting fact. She and that's, yeah. that speaks well about her. If if if, if that's what happened, and it, uh, you know, DeSantis is now trying to do the same thing in Florida. I tend to trust DeSantis more than Haley. Haley Haley has a little bit of Nancy Mason in her. She'll she she'll 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 appeal to uh, you know the liberal media to get on TV. She's also a, a very sort of neocon on foreign policy. Yes, uh, which I don't definitely like. hawkish. Uh, and so that's a different. That's a whole different disagreement. But she, I admired her when she was governor. It just since then she seems to be, uh, you know, very ambitious, self-promotional, sort of like, sort of like, you know, when Nancy Mace grows up, she's going to be Nikki Haley. I mean, that's, that's sort of, that's sort of the, the progression, and it's, uh, it's somewhat unprincipled. And I, I prefer somebody who's sort of more plotting and principled. Uh, who, who I can trust. Yes. So it seems like as far as immigration policy, you like DeSantis is the best out of all the po- potential contenders on either yes. side. Uh, yes, definitely. But you're, uh, so you're a Democrat who would vote for Ron DeSantis. I've been Democrat who would vote for Ron DeSantis. If we got somebody like the old Bernie Sanders who wanted Medicare for all and also believed in a border and realized that, you know, unskilled immigrants, lower wages, uh, I would vote for that person. But Bernie Sanders flipped, so he's not the old Bernie Sanders, and uh, and that person does not exist at the moment. There's the predominant argument against the wall is that it's un-American, that we are a nation of immigrants, that it's almost inherently racist to put up a structure around the southern border. I'm not ascribing to this view. I'm just explaining when I hear the critiques of the wall, that's what you get in response, right? live in an era where you don't need a wall to have a you know have a intact border but unfortunately we, we can see with millions of people coming in you reluctantly need to build the wall a, a whole lot of countries have have made this decision israel hungary uh everywhere it's been tried it has worked so uh we're going to have to resort to the same thing uh that doesn't mean we can't have a lot of immigrants as i said we take a million eight a we can take more if we're a huge population of 300 million. I'm not a ver- in, in the immigration debate. I'm not one of these people who thinks we need a really low level of immigration. I think we need control of the border. Then we can have a debate on how many people we need. Right. But uh, it, it doesn't mean we're not still going to be a nation of immigrants. People are just going to have to walk through the gates in the wall. That's all. It's a nuanced position, which I appreciate. So wall first. How long, <laughs> how long do you need to... How long do you measure that, whether it works before then you grant the amnesty? Are you talking about five years, 10 years to, to see if the wall is uh, working? I, and, and- I don't know. I made I, I made I made a guess of six years. You, you have to see that you have to see the wall is working. You verify it's working, that the asylum system has been brought under control. Uh, so you have to wait until all those things get all the way to the Supreme Court for a final decision uh, that settles the matter. Uh, I think that it takes at least three or four years 
And and my guess is maybe you know with in terms of writing the regs and putting the regs in place, and you know that adds another two years. So I, I would say a six. I, I would say some five to eight years. Uh, but it's cert, It's it's something that people can point to and say, you know, if we get this wall built and it, then we'll have an amnesty, and that that should generate a little bit of momentum for the project. People it's, it's short enough so they can look in the future and say, uh, you know, let's get there. Mickey Kaus on immigration, the wall, Nancy Mace, Nikki Haley, <laughs> and Ron DeSantis. All in one package. You can tweet him at, I believe it's uh, your last name is first. Yeah, Kaus Mickey. Kaus Mickey, at Kaus Mickey. And also find him at the Kaus Files, which he writes on the interwebs. Mickey, thanks for being on Too Close to Call. Thank you, David. <laughs>